Our vision for this year is come alive. That's right. Come alive. Rachel and I were um, just spending some time. At the end of last year, we we took a, a few days out just to hear what God had said, just to take a pause and go, you know what, we, we can't move into next year without actually taking that time to hear what God wants to speak into us for 2021. And we were actually just sitting down by a lake and we just got our Bibles out and we started to read and we knew kind of something that was stirring in our spirit and this passage came to us and we started to read it and we're going, we can't not but speak this into our church over this year. Come alive. So for everybody in the church right now, Rachel said that I was going to say something and I'm not sure if it's happened yet, but there is a text message that you should receive sometime during this morning or an email that is happening. That's right, Larissa, you've got that. It's coming right now. Is that we're actually doing a seven-day reading Bible plan based on Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. We're going to read that every day, plus a couple of extra scriptures put in there. And that is on the New Version Bible app, right? So you can, um, we, we put that together. We're going to start to do that as a church. And if you join with that link, we can actually all share and encourage each other. But don't get too distracted during church by joining the Bible plan right now. You can do that afterwards. We just wanted to make sure that everybody got that today. And if you don't, if you have any trouble at all being able to um, access that or you don't have a smartphone, hands up if you don't have a smartphone. No, don't, you don't have to. Um, yeah, you, sorry, Wayne. <laughs> hands up if you've got an iPhone, Apple iPhone. Hands up if you've got like a Samsung. Yeah, we will pray for you after the service. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> awesome. But today's Vision Sunday, and Rachel and I and the team really feel that this is what the Lord is saying to us. Um, before we get too much into what we're actually going to be declaring and speaking over this year, obviously, Come Alive is our theme, but there's a lot more that goes with it than just going, Come Alive. Come, it's, there's got to be a purpose to it. As we heard last week, that the purpose of power is people. people. Thank you for those people who were listening last week in church. The purpose of power is people. We want you to come alive for a purpose. We want this church to come alive in our community. Amen. All through the Wimmera, right? We want to see God come alive. But before we dive into chapter 37 of Ezekiel, and if you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to look at chapter 36. So I'm not going to read any scriptures out of it, but 37 really starts in chapter 36, if that makes any sense, where God starts to speak to Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel was a priest in Israel who had been captured and taken into exile, but he was also not just a priest, he was a prophet. So he had a double mantle, a double role, a double function, and he had lots of prophetic visions and dreams that God spoke to him about. And chapter 36, after the Israelites are in captivity, God starts to speak to him about the return from captivity back. And he starts to speak into, says he tells Ezekiel to speak into the mountain, speak into the field, speak into the land to start to prepare yourself to flourish because I'm bringing my people back. Start to speak to the people in, in captivity that I am bringing you back. I am bringing you back. And that kind of brings us 
to where we are in verse in chapter 37. And I read a bit of it before on the screen. Did get a little bit sunburnt that day. Had a few flies around my face. It's all right. We should have done that speckled kind of look over that. You wouldn't notice the flies. Kind of a bit of static. Next year. Next year, we'll make sure we do that. Uh, hey, it's a bit of fun being creative. The love that we're actually able to be creative as a church and do things a little bit differently. And um, these screens are for a purpose, so we're going to use them. All right, Ezekiel chapter 37, 1 to 14, says, The Lord took hold of me. Let's stop right there for a second. This could take a while. The Lord took hold of me this year. This year. I want the Lord to take hold of me. I don't want it to be subject to my purpose or whatever mood I'm in or whatever I'm going through. I don't want to box in when God can move and when he can't move. I want God to grab a hold of me. Now, this is a Pentecostal sermon and we're going to need some Pentecostal backup this morning. So thank you very much. I didn't say Southern Baptist. I said Pentecostal. Okay, there's a difference. You can stand and point, you can do whatever you like, but we are going there this morning. But I don't want to box God in. I want him to grab me and take me and lead me to where he wants me to be, not where I think I'm comfortable with. Not where, oh, maybe only this far. I want him to take a hold of me. And I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. What a sneaky reply. It's like, I've got no flipping idea, but you know. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Then you will know that I am and the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, as I spoke, I'm going to say it again. As I spoke, there was a sound. There was a rattling noise across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. No breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me. And breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me this. He said, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. 
Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Come on, let's pray. Father, we just pray over this passage of Scripture that will frame our year this year, that you would cause what is dead to come alive, that your breath of the Holy Spirit would move through our midst, through our community, through our situations, and you would cause new life to come where it has been dead and dry and dusty. And we just declare the word of the Lord over our church, over this community, over this region, this part of the Wimmera, Father. And we just pray that you would move by your Spirit. Father God, send revival in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, that amen deserves a better clap than that. Come on. Come on, let's praise God. All right. Firstly, I want to talk to you about the bones. Now, it says quite clearly in this passage that the bones represented the nation of Israel that had been put into exile, that they thought that everything was finished, everything was done and dusted, that there was no hope for them anymore. The bones represented that in this passage. Defeated, destroyed, and in exile. But what do we take away from this passage when it's put into our context? When it's put into today? We often hear pastors preaching and, and, and leading and, and, and teaching us about that God can breathe new life into any circumstance. That God can breathe new life into a broken home. That God can breathe new life into a financial ruin. That God can breathe new life into people who are far away from him. That's what we're looking at this morning. What is the bones? What are the bones in your context? You know, we know that our God is a God of miracles. He can make the lame to walk and the blind to see, the dead to rise again. And we are still declaring that today. He has not stopped moving. It wasn't just the stories in the Bible. And I was actually on the phone this this week with Pastor Tim Hall, who was telling me about a young man that's in his ministry that goes and teaches with him. And he was in a, in a meeting just recently and laid hands on 50 deaf people who were able to hear again. God's miracles still happen today. We believe in the God of miracles. But what's dead in your life? Maybe it's a dream. A hope, a relationship, a business, maybe it's your finances. Maybe when you open your wallet, dry bones fall out. Has anybody had that? Normally we see like moths or something like that. But maybe it's dry bones is the state of your finances. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's a government decision or some legislation that we thought that would be okay and then it went the other way and we thought, oh, well, it's over now. It's not. It's not. Every time, I just want to talk about this for a second, sorry, taking a sidebar. Every time that governments come and try and legislate out that what the Bible can be preached and, and, and how the word of God can be shared, what happens? Revival breaks out. Revival breaks out. So get ready, guys, get ready. We're in the midst of this right now. Maybe there's a mountain that's too big to move or a call to ministry that hasn't come to fruition. 
Maybe it's your mental health or some anxiety or depression that you're dealing with. What is dead in your life? What are the dry bones in your life? The next thing that we want to talk about is the breath. It's interesting that there's a parallel in this where God says, I am going to put breath into you. This scripture is kind of like a reference point back to Genesis, where God formed a man out of the dust. It says in Genesis 2, verse 7, it said, God formed a man out of the dust of the ground and then breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. God's breath causes life. God's breath causes life. And that man became a living being. It says in Ezekiel 37.5, this is what the Lord says to these bones, I will make breath enter you and come to life. So not only can the creator God bend down, form a man out of the dust of the ground and breathe life into that, he can also take what was once alive, because to have bones, it had to have been alive at some stage. He can take what was once alive and is now dead and breathe new life into that to see it become a mighty army. You know, the breath or the wind in the Bible is a a type. We call it a type or a symbol of the Holy Spirit. We see it in in the Old Testament. We refer to it in in the Hebrew, the ruach. Ruach. Can everyone say ruach? You've got to get the in the end there. Ruach. And in the Greek, in the, in the New Testament, we refer to it as the, the pneuma, the wind, the breath. And it's the kind of reference that we're talking to in, in Acts chapter 2 when the, the, the disciples are gathered together and then the tongues of fire start pew, 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 and the wind came through. Suddenly, there was a wind. And as, just, just tie this back together. And as I spoke, suddenly, as I spoke, a wind comes through. The breath comes through. There's a sound. You know, this year, we're believing and declaring for the breath of the Holy Spirit to come upon you and that you will come alive. Now, hang on, before we get too excited, before we get too excited, I'm not calling you guys dry bones. You've got some life. You've got some life. But there are dry bones in our church, in our community, that need and to come to life. And, But the Holy Spirit's going to breathe on us. Oh my gosh, if you were not in the prayer meeting this morning before church, I want to encourage you to get your butt into the prayer meeting at 9.45 on a Sunday morning. It was full of fire and passion and the Holy Ghost is showing up. I seriously could not stop crying during, and I'll probably cry during this, so that's just me. You'll get used to it. I I don't know about, I've got two hands free and I don't know what to do with them. Just just do everything. Put it in a pocket. No, I'm not going to do that. All right. But we are declaring that God's going to breathe new life into dead situations. All right. Now let's get down to it. There's three key things that Ezekiel has to do. Three key things. He's led into a valley. The first thing that he has to do is that he has to open his eyes. He has to open his eyes. God leads him to a place where he cannot just see the vastness of the situation that's in front of him. But he leads him in and around all of the bones. He can see the bigness of the problem, but he can also see the detail. Sometimes we can look at a problem and we can go, we can just see how big it is and run away. But he, God leads him up close. He's able to know everything about this. He can see what's going on. Man, he can see right there. 
He has to open his eyes. You know, we can't go into 2021 with going, yeah, it'll be all right. I'm just going to keep my eyes closed. And if I keep my eyes closed and I don't look around and see what's going on, then, but we have to open our eyes and see what is actually in front of us. We actually have to see, you know what? I'm standing in a valley of dry bones. And you've got to be able to admit it. I've got to be able to call it. I've got to be able to be honest with myself and going, you know what? What is around me is dry. What is around me is dead. We've got to look at the detail. Then he's asked a question. It's a strange question, isn't it? And he has to open his mind. He has to open his mind. Can these bones live? I don't know about out here in the Wimmera, but in my life, I mean, I used to, I grew up in Townsville, North Queensland. I did all my primary school up there. Townsville's a good place, isn't it, Ruth? Yeah. But up in Townsville, there's a, there's a, uh, a mountain there called Mount Isa, which is, was right near our church building. And we used to, is that the right one? Mount Louisa. That's it. Sorry. Isa, Louisa. Mount Isa's out further. You know where that is because that's, yes, okay. It's got the same letters in it. It does. So don't confuse it. But Mount Louisa, and we used to live right near Mount Louisa in our school, and our church was right on the other side of Mount Louisa, and we used to go climbing up on this mountain. And occasionally you'd be walking past and you'd get that, that, that smell. You'd, you'd like, you, know that, that, you know that smell, like there's, there's, a, there's a dead animal nearby. and There's, there's death in it. You can, you, that smell. Yeah, yeah, maybe they could make a fragrance out of it or something. I don't know. Someone could make a lot of money these days. How to keep people away from you. Yeah, if you wanted. But there's that smell and you would find that there might be a carcass or there might be some bones. There might be something that's dry and dusty that's sitting there or you might find some bone fragments. And I tell you this, in all of my existence, I've never once seen those bones come to life again. Is anyone else with me? Have you ever seen it in the natural? So what's, what's Ezekiel been presented with? He's been given a vision and he's led into a valley that's full of bones. And God says to him, can these bones live? Now, I can tell you what he said, but I could probably also tell you what he's thinking. He's like, you've got to be joking. You're kidding me, right? There's a dry bones. There's, there's, there's no flesh. There's not even a tendon. It's like it's that dry, it's that dusty that there's no skin, there's no flesh, there's nothing there. There is no hope in this situation at all. It's not going to come to life. And he's probably thinking this going, oh, I don't know. But So he answers wisely and he says, oh God, sovereign Lord, only you know that. He has to change his perspective from going, there's no way, to going, maybe there is. There's no hope here, but my God's not bound by the natural. He's a supernatural God. So we have to go into this year with the open eyes, but an open mind to be able to see God come to life in our situation that looked dead and now can be brought to life. Amen? Amen. What's dead in your life or your situation that is so far gone that you've lost all faith and all hope that could ever come to life again? Family, business. Maybe it's a friend who is away from God. Someone who used to come here. You know, I've heard those words a lot. 
someone's talking about such and such or this person or they come up in, the, in, the, in a conversation and they start talking about this person again. Oh, they used to come here. We'll get into that. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. Then, Elisha, Ezekiel, he's commanded to speak. He has to open his mouth. He has to open his mouth. Speak to the bones. You know what? There is a power in the tongue. There is a power of life and death in the tongue. And we have got that power to be able to speak and see new life come. We have got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. So God tells him, he's like, there's a big pile of bones over there. And do you reckon they can live? And he's probably thinking, well, I don't reckon, but I will say that you know. And then God says to him, speak to the bones. He's like, are you crazy? What? That doesn't sound even normal. I'm not going to have a conversation with the bones. I, that, that's not for me. Have you ever thought this way? I mean, maybe I'm a little bit, maybe you guys are all really spiritual and you've got this all down pat. But for me, I'm thinking to speak to something that's dead as though it could be alive, that's not normal. But God doesn't want us to be normal. He doesn't want us to look in the natural. He wants us to look into the supernatural. Prophesy to an inanimate object. These bones just weren't dead. They were real dead. They weren't just dead. They were real dead. What's God challenging you about and speaking into your obedience, but yet you might be reluctant? Greg got up here the other week and he started talking about how he just felt to go over to two guys across the street from the cafe he was sitting in, left his, all his keys and his laptop and his wallet on there so anyone could buy coffee, went over the street to pray for two guys. God just put it in his heart. He's like, if I'm reluctant, I'm not going to get that opportunity. This week, we're, Greg and I are both in a cafe. We're sitting there. We're, like, we're talking to someone and we go, so when are you coming to church? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's not my bag. It's not my, not my thing. It's not my belief system. You know what? But we're not done yet. But if you don't listen to what God can speak into you and you don't speak it out with obedience, then there's no chance for it to move because the movement is preceded by speaking. We've got to prophesy into the bones. And there's one more thing here he's commanded to do. He's commanded to speak again. Let's go back into the scripture. I just want to, I want to read a little expert, expert, excerpt. Because it's, you know what, I'm just going to make it up. I've read this so many times, it's not funny. God says, speak to the bones. Speak to the bones. And the first thing he says, I will put breath in them. Then I will cause all these things to happen. Right? What, what's missing after the first time he spoke? There's no breath. Everything else is there. The, the bones joined together, there's tendons, there's flesh, there's skin, it's covered. They look normal, but there's no breath. So the first thing that God says he's going to do, he doesn't do. What does he then command Ezekiel to do? Speak again. Prophesy again. What have you given up on? What is it in your heart that you're going, you know what, I've just tried too many times and it just didn't work. I've just I've spoken, I've prophesied, I've called on the Lord, I've prayed, I've fasted, I've read my Bible, I've gone to every prayer meeting, I've been on my knees, I've worn a, a path in the carpet from how much I've paced back and forth, and it hasn't worked yet. Yeah, so good. Yet, speak again. 
Speak again. Prophesy again to the bones. Now, I've got to find where I was in my notes because I scrolled on this thing and I've lost it. So this year, we're going to go into this year with open eyes, an open mind, and an open mouth. We're going to speak. We're going to see and be real about the challenges that we face. We're, going to, we're not going to hide from them. We're not going to say, oh, everything's okay when it's not okay. We're actually going to call it for what it is and we're going to speak new life into that situation and circumstance. There's no point in denying a bad situation. You don't, you don't get by on faith. Faith is, not, faith is not pretending that your situation does not exist. Faith is saying, hey, I'm in a bad situation, but my God is bigger. My God can breathe new life. That is where we're going this year. We're going to see it and declare it for what it is. Open eyes for those lost friends, the ones who used to come here, that God can bring them back. I've heard so many stories. I'm sorry. So many stories of people from over the years. This church has been going for, I think it's about 31, 32 years now. It's, correct me if I'm wrong. Someone was here on that day when it started. It's, it's around that. 30-something, let's call it that. But there's been people who have come. And they've experienced the power of God. They've accepted Jesus into their heart. And then for whatever reason, they have walked away from him. And they don't go to church anywhere now. They're actually just cruising. Why? Now maybe it's because they got offended by something. Or maybe they thought, oh, I just can't be bothered anymore because apathy is a real problem in Australia. But I want to speak to those bones. I want to prophesy to those bones that they may come alive and they might live. And then they will know that I am the Lord. Not me. God is the Lord. I'm not putting myself in that position. It's too much responsibility. Don't pretend you can't see them. See it and call it for what they are. We're going in with an open mind. You know, we've got to keep hope alive in our situation and our circumstance. And I am running out of time. Is this okay? Can we keep going? We've got a lot to do. Yeah, we've got to keep hope alive. Rachel spoke a brilliant message the other week on the differences between hopes. Wishful hope is the kind of hope that's kind of like, I'm going to win the lotto one day, but I'm not going to buy a ticket. That's wishful, wishful hope. Or it's like, I'm going to win the lotto one day, but I might buy a ticket. That's still wishful hope. Good luck. <laughs> Expectant hope is kind of like, oh, I'm going to plant a seed in the ground and I'm going to water it and care for it, and I'm expecting to see a result. That's expectant hope. And then certain hope is I know, but I know that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my God is faithful and that he is for me and he is able to rescue me from my enemies. That is a certain hope. You know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they had a certain hope when they stood in a furnace for their beliefs. They wouldn't bow down to the golden statue of Nebuchadnezzar. They wouldn't bow down to the, the law and the rule of the land that tried to limit what they could do. They stood and they got thrown into a fiery furnace. But before they got thrown, you know what really enraged Nebuchadnezzar? As they said that we know that our God is willing and able to save us and he will do it. But even if he does not, we're still not going to bow down to you. That there is a certain hope. That's a certain hope. We need to have a certain hope um, is, is in the one who created it all. With four words, light appears. Let there be light. Our certain hope is in him. 
He's the one who parts the Red Sea, who raises the dead, who causes the blind to see, who can heal the sick, who, oh, this is our certain hope. It's in him. And we're going to go in with an open mouth. We're going to prophesy the word of the Lord over our lives. We're going to declare his promises. You know what? There are thousands of promises in the word of God, thousands of promises in the Bible, and we're going to declare them over our lives this year. You know, there's power in our tongue, life and death. We're going to choose life. We're going to speak. We're going to prophesy. We're going to obey. I've got to skip a whole section of my notes. Is that okay? Next time. We'll get to them next week. Because there's something that I want to do. There's something that I want to do. All of you would have received on your seat one of these cards right here. Now, I don't want you to do this right now, but I want you to grab this in your hand. We're going to think about this for a minute. And then I'm going to get our our wonderful host team to help me out in just a second, is that these cards are going to become our faith declaration. Now, we are not limited by how many of these cards you want to use, but what I would want you to do is to write down on this card what you are believing God to speak into your dry, dead bones situation this year what you are believing God for. Maybe it's finance. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's for restoration, for relationship. Maybe there's some details on here that you don't want to put down because they're private, but you could put down something general. And what we're going to do is after the service, we want you to stick them up on the wall out the front here. Or if you don't have time to do that, we're going to have a bowl. We're going to stick them up. And we are going to pray for these every time we walk past them. Every Sunday morning in a prayer meeting, we're going to pray for these prayer requests, these declarations of what we want to see God move in our situation. Now, you can write one. You can also take another one and write the same thing and stick it on your fridge. We want to see God move in these situations and circumstances this year. The other thing is our, our wonderful host team are going to pass out to you, and I think it might be on the end of your row. There's some direction. I can see a whole stack of these things that are on the end of the row that you just got to take one and pass them on. They're on the end of the other row. Other end, starting on this end, and I think they're passing along this way. And that is just a magnet with some declarations. So if those can be passed out now without there being too much of a distraction or disturbance, it's take one or one per family. Or if you've got one fridge, probably take one. If you've got fridge in the shed, put one on the fridge in the shed. If you've got somewhere metallic, like out in the, in the um, shearing shed, well, Steve's probably got. <laughs> but we want to make a declaration into this year. We don't want to leave this up to just, oh, something that's nice and here's a Sunday and Vision Sunday and we heard, yeah, come alive, that's great. No, we actually right now, we're going to actually make some declarations. So there's two sorts of declarations. There's your own personal declaration but then there's our corporate declaration. And we're actually going to read through these. And then at the end, what we want to do is we want to stand up and we're actually going to read this together. Is that okay? Can we do that? Yeah. All right. I've only got five minutes, but I'm taking longer. The clock is a liar. Just like the, just like the devil. All right. I declare that in 2021, God will reignite my faith in him. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Faith speaks. Faith speaks into dry bones, speaks into situations. God is going to reignite my faith in him. God is going to restore my health. Exodus 15, 26. 
He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes and pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. He is going to restore my health. He is going to revive my vision. We talked about before in the prayer meeting that without vision, people cast off restraint. Without clear direction, without clear leadership, without clear vision for not just a year but a life, people go about and do whatever they want to do and it leads to destruction. People cast off restraint. Joel 2.28 And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. We are calling for it. We're going to have a renewed vision this year. We're going to have a renewed emphasis on the Holy Spirit speaking visions and and giving us visions and dreams. This is my favorite one. Sorry. This is actually really what God put on my heart specifically for this year. And I've said it a couple of times already. That God will return those who are lost. Return those who are lost. I could not point this out anymore. Is that, yes, God's going to breathe new life into new people who have never had a relationship with him coming into the house. But God is going to breathe life into people who were once alive and have let that relationship with God die and are now a pile of dry and dusty bones and we're going to speak into that. He is going to return those who are lost. Luke chapter 15 verse 4, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. This is how important this is. I want you to catch this because you know more than I do a list of all the people who don't come here anymore, who don't go anywhere anymore who don't have a relationship with God anymore. It's not vibrant. It's not alive. You know how much more important for you and me to go and care for the one, to go and find the one and bring them back in. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? That we are gonna, God is going to raise a mighty army. And I specifically feel that this is for our young people. This is for the youth of our church. This is for the youth in the Wimmera, that God is going to raise up a mighty army that go forth in boldness and with confidence and are going to speak God's word over this. Yeah. Joel 2.11, the Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number and mighty is the army who obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful and who can endure it? But the The mighty is the army that obeys his command. I believe that our young people are going to rise up and they're going to obey the word of the Lord. God's going to reorder my priorities. This could be challenging for some of you. And it's very challenging for me because I've got my set of priorities. I've got the things that I want to do that I think it should be in this way. But God's going to reset and realign and reorder our priorities. Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom. I chucked in a ye in there. Ye. 
Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Sorry, I slipped into King James Version there for a second. That's okay. Got to love the King James Version. It's awesome. God is going to renew my mind. Amen. Romans 12.2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. God is going to remind me of my purpose. When we don't have purpose, we walk around aimlessly. We just think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just living. I'm just living my Christian life. I'm doing my best. But if we don't have purpose attached to it, here's our purpose. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Therefore, go. That's enough. <laughs> we all know this one, right? Therefore, go and make disciples of all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28. Therefore, go. That's our purpose. It's not, hey, stay here until you've figured it all out and you've got your life completely in order that you're an absolute angel until you can go. That's not it. It's go. Jesus had built a ragtag bunch of disciples. These guys were the people that nobody would have ever picked. They weren't. Tax collectors, fishermen, people who ripped people off for a living. And Jesus brought them together. And do you think that by the time he left, they had it all together? No, because they still fought and argued. And they had dissension. But he said, go. Sorry, I'm... Did you give me some extra time? Oh, I like you, Lindley. <laughs> Everyone give Lindley a round of applause. Thank you. Reconnect. God is going to reconnect broken relationships. Now, I'm not just talking husband and wife. I'm talking parents with children. I'm talking friends with friends. I'm talking co-workers. There are relationships that are broken where people on this side of the room won't speak to people on this side of the room. And I'm telling you, it's time. That's enough. That is enough. We need to unify as a body of believers. If we are ever going to see God move in our midst, we need to have unity. It's time. We've got to call time on this stuff. If there's someone that you haven't spoken to for a while, take them for a coffee. You know, there's some great cafes here in town. Go and buy Cheeky Fox. It's up for sale. Just a plug. Go on, and, and then have everyone for coffee. It's time to restore broken relationships. And you can't just sit there waiting for somebody else to do it. Sorry. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to get, you know what, I'm going to take an initiative. Restore broken relationships. Romans 8.28, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. I'm still not going to finish. It's all right. God is going to release new faith for my finances. Rachel already read this scripture. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. This is God saying, let me show off. Let me prove to you that I am faithful. You put your part in and show me your faithfulness and I will pour out so much blessing that you can't contain it. Prove that God is able. Be faithful. And God is going to rekindle my passion through the Holy Spirit. 
He is going to rekindle my passion through the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. For this reason, I, am, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. I think I need some music team or worship. Just even the band could come. That'd be awesome. I'm not going to sing. Don't worry. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. We're going to lay hands on people next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we may sanitize in between people. Um, but we're going to use anointing oil. And if you want to be anointed with oil next week and prayed over and hands laid on you, then we are going to do that. And we're going to do that as safely as we can possibly do that. We're going to make you feel as comfortable as we possibly can. We don't want to force anybody, but we are believing God for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this place like never before. So what are all these things that we're calling and declaring? We can't put them all up on the screen there because I didn't print them all on the one slide. But all of these things and the whole reason behind Come Alive is that we are speaking revival over our church. We're speaking revival into our hearts. We're speaking revival into our region. We are calling it. We're going, God, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move of your spirit. I don't even know what the rest of the words are. I've got them written down here. Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. A move of your spirit. Heaven, break out. Come now in power. Cover this land like you've done it before. You're going to do it again. If we believe that our God is able to send revival that sweeps across our nation, that, that, that moves regardless of the situation, regardless of whatever the government says you can preach or you can't preach, the Holy Spirit is not bound by the laws of the land. It's going to be bound by what we speak and prophesy into being. Amen. You guys can take your seats because... As a part of this, we want to take communion together, and I kind of skipped that bit. You know what? Communion is all about coming alive. It's about coming alive. When we were dead in sin, Christ died for us. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5 says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. When you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace we've been saved. Colossians 2.13 It says, when you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable 
of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. The whole reason why we celebrate, the whole reason why we take this cup is to remind ourselves that Jesus died on the cross. Not so that we could just get a ticket into heaven, but that we would come alive. That we would come alive. That we would come alive. That's the reason. That's the purpose. Jesus didn't just die on the cross for our sins. He came to make us live again. Let's take a moment and take communion together. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you loved us so so, so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross so that we can have a relationship with you again. Father God, we're so very grateful and it doesn't even begin to sum up the love that you have for us in actually taking that action, taking your son and sending him so that we can have life, that we can come alive. I want to present an opportunity right now to anybody, if you want to all bow your heads and close your eyes. If you've listened to me preach this morning and you're saying, Pastor Andrew, maybe you're online, maybe you're, you're watching at home in your lounge room, maybe you're here in the room. I don't know everybody here. And you're looking at me and you're going, Pastor Andrew, I feel like my life is just dry bones. I feel like my relationship with God is just a pile of dry bones and I have no idea whether it can live again. And I want to give you an opportunity this morning to say a simple prayer with me. To say a simple prayer, asking Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you of sins. Let's pray this prayer together. But before we do that, I want to ask if there's anybody in this room right now or if you're online, whether you can put it in the chat, you can email us, you can, you, can, you can message one of our team or send us a direct message. We would love to pray with you personally. But is there anybody in this room right now that you know that your relationship with God is not where it should be? I just want you to slip up your hand and let me know. And I'll pray for you. We will pray for you and we will move on with the service. But we don't want to embarrass anybody. We want you to make a stand before God. If there's anybody here right now, you know that your relationship with God is not where it could be. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is our custom every single week, people, is that we're going to say this prayer as family for everybody who's joining us online or everybody who's in this room who didn't put up their hand. We're going to pray. So once you say it after me, say, Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my mistakes, for my sin, and I acknowledge today that you went to the cross and died so that I can have relationship with you. You gave it all so that I might live. And on the third day, you rose again 
in victory. You came alive so I could come alive. And I thank you, Jesus, that today I get to call you my Lord and Saviour, my God, my Jesus. And I pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Come on, can we give a hand to everybody who's accepting God right now? All right, there's a couple more things that we need to do and we've gone a little bit over time. So what I want you to do is, and we want to stand real quick, I want you to grab that thing that's on your seat, the magnet that is in front of you, and we are going to declare this over our year. And then we're going to pray for someone particular. All right, are you all ready? (coughs) Can I borrow Greg's? Because I lost one. You can just shout it out, Greg. You've got another one there. It's good. All right. I declare that in 2021, God will reignite my faith in Him, restore my health, revive my vision, return those who are lost, raise a mighty army, restore my priorities, renew my mind, remind me of my purpose, Reconnect broken relationships. Release new faith for my finances. And rekindle my passion through the Holy Spirit. And I'm adding another one, and it doesn't begin with R, that you would send revival. Come on, send revival. That you would send revival, Lord. Send revival, Lord Jesus. We declare it in your name that you're going to speak, that you're going to prophesy, that you're going to move amongst our midst, Father. We declare your goodness over this region. We declare an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that you would baptize us with your spirit, that you would baptize us with fire. We declare right now, Lord, that you're going to move amongst us, that your spirit will be poured out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, come on, can we praise the Lord?